Thank you, Lord. Uh, we thank God for Jesus today, but also I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. This is the day the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome, GoFam. Uh, we are uh, so excited about what the Lord is already doing. Uh, probably even uh, maybe uh, more expeditiously than we even expected or planned. Uh, but hey, you guys are excited and y'all want to be in the word and begin to grow together. So welcome to our pastoral Bible study. Uh, as I've shared with you previously, that we are working toward getting into our small groups because we want to be a hybrid church where we do both. Uh, where we have pastoral Bible study, but also uh, I really believe that the bread and butter of the church right now uh, in the way we do church together is small groups. And so, uh, so, but again, as we, we've been studying the book of John, as we are preparing and wanting to really understand the gospel, understand who Jesus is. Um, and so as we're doing that, we've studied so far, uh, John chapter one, verses one through verse number 18. Uh, so now we're going to look at John chapter one, uh, verses 19 through 28. And I'm just going to base it on time because one of the things also, I want to cut the time down a little, uh, make it a little shorter. Um, so I'm hoping to be 30 uh, to 45 minutes of, of Bible study. And so I want to make it, I want to put it a little bit more bite size and uh, where you guys can log on. Um, we get, get some, some good spiritual nutrition and then be, Hey, go live it, you know, cause remember the name of our church is go church. So we want it to be more about going, you know, and, and loving God and loving people. Okay. And so if you will, I'm going to read from new King James version, but I also have the new American, uh, or the Holman Christian standard, uh, in front of me as well. And so if you will turn to John book of John chapter one, chapter one, and we're going to look at verses uh, one, chapter 1, uh, 19 through 28 first. And again, remember, we are uh, talking about Jesus. Who is Jesus? And, um, and so the Lord blessed us in our home Bible study on Sunday when we talked about the benefits of him being our Lord, the benefits of Jesus being our Lord, man. The uh, Lord moved right there in front of our fireplace, amen, and, and, and on your screen, wherever you were uh, in your part of the house where you were, okay? So John chapter one, and we are looking at verse, starting verse number 19, okay? And so just before I, I read, I want us to remember uh, that the purpose, remember you got the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there are synoptic gospels, all four of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke are considered the synoptic gospels, which means they kind of tell a lot of the same stories, same miracles, uh, they're very similar uh, in their presentation because they emphasize what Jesus did. They emphasize what Jesus did. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Come on, get that with me. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they emphasize what Jesus did. But John, he is a gospel. It is about Jesus. Remember this. But John not focused on what he did. John focused on who he is. And so John starts off right off the bat. Remember, John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, and the Word was God. So and then the John 1 and 14, and the word became flesh. John was trying to quickly make us understand that Jesus is God. Jesus is God. 
So, uh, so as we let's look, let's read the word, and um, I'll read the word, then I'll pray for our study, and, um, and let's see what the Lord says today. So it says, and this is the testimony of John. And remember, we have John who wrote the wrote the gospel. That's the disciple. But we have John the Baptist or the baptizer who was known for baptizing people. We have that John who is uh, not the author, but he is one of the personalities that's in it. So it's two different Johns. So don't get confused. So you have John the baptizer who, who John the gospel writer is talking about. Okay. But then you have uh, John who was a disciple. The Bible called him the beloved disciple. He was the one who would lay his head in Jesus' chest. Uh, so uh, so let's look. And this is a testimony of John, uh, John the, the, the Baptist, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. Now, John, I want to get that straight. Verse 21, and they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? That's one of the prophets. He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Verse 22, so they said to him, who are you? Well, we need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Verse 24. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, then why are you baptizing? If you are neither Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet. And John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not even worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptized. Okay, so again, so we look at John 1, uh, 1 through 18. This is all about who Jesus is. Now, but now in 19, John the Baptist is emphasizing, hey, I'm not him. I am not the one who is the Christ, the Messiah. Okay, so just verse by verse, we're going to go through this, and I want you to really, I'm, I'm taking it slow, and another reason why we want to get it bite-sized bite and slow it down so that you can get all of this, because John chapter 1, I'm going through this very slow and methodically, but in the other chapters, we're probably going to move a little bit more swift, but because this is so important to give us a foundation of who Jesus is, I want to take my time and really get you to understand. So we have uh, verse 19. Let's go verse by verse. And it says, and this is the testimony of John. Okay, remember, John, we're talking about John is the baptizer. John is not the one because the name of the book is John, but that's John the, the, the disciple, John the apostle. And so, and this says, and this is the testimony of John, John the Baptist. So when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask, who are you? So first of all, let's understand who John is. John, uh, John is Jesus' cousin, actually. And so John's mother, Elizabeth, and Jesus' mother, uh, Mary, were cousins. Okay, so Elizabeth uh, is, uh, in, in an old age, is, is, becomes pregnant. She's expecting. And so 
the word. So at the same time, right after Mary, Jesus' mother gets, uh, she's pregnant, pregnant by the Holy Ghost, totally different type of pregnancy here. Uh, so when I say that, meaning that she has a miraculous pregnancy, that she had never been with a man before, but she's pregnant uh, for the for the sake of God, she's impregnant with the Savior Jesus. Okay, and so uh, they hear about this. Mary visits Elizabeth, uh, and remember, Elizabeth is carrying, and Mary's carrying at the same time. And the Bible says that it talks about when Mary enters the house and comes to Elizabeth. It says that the baby, Elizabeth's baby, leaps in, in the womb. I know this is miraculous. You know, a lot of times people are trying to. Uh, you know, make, make things of the Bible logical, but it's spiritual. You know, you cannot understand this with logic. It has to be spirit. It has to be uh, the spirit that gives us revelation and understanding of what has happened. Okay. So you have Elizabeth, you have Mary, they meet Elizabeth's baby, who is John the Baptist coming soon. Uh, he leaps in the womb because of the presence of Jesus. Okay. What was John's presence? John's purpose. John's purpose, he was born uh, intentionally before Jesus. So he's the bigger cousin. You know, you know how we say big and little cousin, little brother, big brother. Well, he's the bigger cousin. Jesus is uh, the little cousin uh, in, in, the, in the flesh and humanity. And so he comes uh, intentionally. God has John go before Jesus and he wants to get this straight. Hey, in this chapter. So uh, though his purpose was to come before Jesus, that he would point to Jesus. OK, even though he was baptizing, even though he was doing the things uh, that was uh amazing people because they want to know who he is that's why they're asking right now who are you and so that's that's to get us to understand who john the baptist was he was he was jesus cousin he was born to be the forerunner for jesus and so uh so jesus comes after him now i want you to notice something in the passage that though john knew jesus he really didn't know jesus now because he was the one who was supposed to be the forerunner and so notice later in this passage, he wants to know, okay, well, you know, who are you? You know, it, it's going to talk about that later. So let's look. So that's who John is. I want to establish that. So John 19, and this is the testimony of John. This is his testimony. When the Jews sent priests and Levites uh, from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? Okay, so we talk about Jews. Okay, remember, these are guys, very special people, uh, hadn't always been uh you know obedient to the lord hadn't always uh followed the lord the way they should but uh it says when the jews you know they sent priests okay priests and levites these were people from uh the the original judaism uh religion the jewish religion and so when jesus comes jesus is not so caught into religion jesus is looking for a relationship with people okay so that's important verse 20 so he confessed and did not deny, but confess, I am not the Christ. Okay, remember, he's the forerunner. Okay, he's the voice. Okay, and we'll, we'll hear about that. So he confessed and did not deny, but confess, I am not the Christ. Remember that, you know? Listen, when God does something wonderful in your life and amazing through you, remember to point to Jesus, to point to God. I'm not the one who did it. You know, my wife and I, we, we take this uh, phrase from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we say this over and over again to remind ourselves it's not us who do the great things that God do through us sometimes and in us, you know, so we say, I am what I am by the grace of God, you know, so, uh, so he confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ, verse 21, and they asked him, what then, 
Are you Elijah? Now, Elijah was a powerful prophet. Those that are not uh, so scripturally versed, you don't know the Bible very well yet. We're going to say yes, say yes, say yes. Um, he said, they asked him, are you Elijah? Elijah's a prophet. One of the amazing things Elijah did was uh, Elijah had kind of a showdown, you know, uh, we call it showdown on Mark Carmel, where Elijah was able to, by the power of God, call down fire. And so to, just so people know that he represented the true God. And so they're asking, these Jews are wanting to know, well, hey, if you're, if you're not the Christ, you know, well, are you Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Verse 22, so they said to him, who are you then? You know, when you do some things powerful for God and your God is using you and you're doing things that people follow you, people want to know who you are. <laughs> they want to know, okay, where's this power coming from? Why, why are you so different? And so, uh, and they said, verse 22, so they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us, okay? Because people are talking about it. They want to know who are you, you know, we want the people, people have sent us to find out who you are. Are you the Christ? Okay. So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. Uh, what do you say about yourself? Verse 23, he said, I am the voice. Somebody say voice. Somebody say voice. Voice is important. I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Okay, now, so when we look at this, at verse 23, he said, I am the voice, okay? I am not he, I'm not the anointed one, I'm not the one sent by God uh, to save the world, but I am the voice. Uh, in the Greek, Greek is phony. Uh, I, it's, it actually spells like our word phone. Uh, he says, I am the voice, you know? So this, this is what I love about John. John specifically knew what his purpose and his calling was, uh, for Jesus. Okay. And that's where we want to be. Go church family. I don't want you just existing. We don't want you to just walk through life and, or even go to church. No, no, no. We want you to be the church. Okay. And so John says, my responsibility in this kingdom work, in people knowing who Jesus is, he says, my responsibility is to be the voice. I'm the one who's supposed to tell people he's coming. I'm not him, I'm not the one, but I want everyone to know that Jesus is coming, the Savior, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the one that we've been talking about and the prophets have prophesied about, he is coming. I am the forerunner, I am the one who lets you know he's coming, okay? So uh, John the Baptist, the baptizer, he, he makes it clear that I'm not him, but I am the one, the voice, uh, who lets you know he is coming, though. He is coming, okay? So let's look at verse uh, number 24, where it says, now they had been sent from the Pharisees. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. Verse 25, they asked him, then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? So they won't know, well, listen, why are you walking in this authority? You know, why are you baptizing people if you are not uh, some big name or some person we've expected and we've heard about? Who gives you the authority to baptize and to uh, reach people in such a way? 
you know, I, I just want you to know that, hey, when you begin to make a difference for God, people are going to want to know, like, who you think you are? <laughs> they got to know. They're going to want to know, who do you think you are? And they're going to listen, because sometimes when you're doing great things for God, it will it will take the attention that other people desire for their own flesh. It will conflict with them because them wanting to see their desire for everyone to see them and to be important and to be somebody, you know, and you are just following Jesus and God is using you in an amazing way. And all of a sudden you're becoming this authority. Can I, I just want you to get that. Like, listen, we are the people of God. I, I want you to hear this. We are the city set on a hill. We are, the Bible calls us very peculiar people, but listen, you have been called to walk in an authority. You got to get this. That stop, don't you listen, moping around with your head down. That's not, that's not the calling for us. You know, when I walk in certain places, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I'll be honest, sometimes I disturb people because I walk in an authority and in an authority that I didn't create myself. It's not my own authority, but I've been, come on, somebody, I want you to get this right here. You're going to love this. But I've been deputized by Jehovah himself. I've been deputized by Jesus. I represent a kingdom that you cannot see. It's an individual, it's an invisible kingdom. I represent that kingdom, so I walk in an authority. Listen to this. I know that I've prayed for people and they have recovered. Watch this. I know that because of the word that we've shared, people have come to Jesus and left the old life. They have come out of darkness and into the marvelous light. Listen, not because of my own strength, but it's the authority that God has given me. And I want you to understand that, hey, when you come to Jesus and when you're doing and studying his word and you're asking him to lead your life, there's an authority that you are supposed to walk in. It's not even it's not even a, you know, a suggestion. You know, we're supposed to walk in the light. We're supposed to walk in authority. Listen to this. When your family, your family is a, in a disarray and I'm not talking about your immediate household. It may be your your entire family. You ought to be one that walks in such an authority that you can bring them together. OK, so you're not the one. Don't you create division? Don't you create? No, you're the one who brings them together. You know, even if you got to do the apologizing, even if you got to be the one that will invite everyone to your house, if you got to be the one that will cook a meal, whatever it is, you have an authority and that people will recognize that authority. OK, so verse 25, they asked him, uh, then why are you baptizing? They want to know where is this authority coming from? Who do you represent? How are you able to do this? You know, and then you are neither uh, the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet. So if you're not any of these big names, who do you think you are? <laughs> you know, and so guess what? You could be asked that same question because God will use you in a certain way. Sometimes at your job, God may use you in an amazing way. And people want to know, who do you think you are? You know, uh, when I walk into a church, y'all, I usually, unless it's a strange church, I don't feel like a guest or a visitor. You know why? Because I, I belong to the body. This belongs to my father. Hey, hello, everybody. I'm glad I'm here, you know, and so and, and not in an arrogant way, but hey. You know, this this belongs to us. You know, this is ours because of who Jesus is. Now, I hope that's making sense to you, but I really want you to get the base of this. Okay, John uh, 1 26, uh, next verse, it says, John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know, 
Watch this. So John says, there's a difference in the baptism I do because that's their problem, right? That's what they're trying to figure out. Well, John, who are you? How are you baptized? He said, well, listen, check this out. Chill. You know, I told you last time, old phrase you should take a chill pill, chill out. I'm only baptizing with water. He said, but ooh, that's a, that's a greater baptism. And that's a greater baptism. So, uh, so John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one, you do not know, verse 27, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I'm not worthy, watch this, y'all, to untie. He's saying that, listen, you blown away by this baptism of water. He's saying, but you don't even know. There's one among us, and he's talking about Jesus. He's saying, if you blown away by this, he said, that's one that's greater than me. And matter of fact, let me tell you how much greater he is that I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes. I'm not even worthy to do the lowliest thing uh, to him. I'm not even worthy to do that. So, so John is trying to get them to see the difference. John the Baptist, who, who that's, that's, he's trying to get them to see. I'm not him. As a matter of fact, I'm not even close to him. You know, uh, watch this. But I want you to see something here. When John, who writes the gospel, talks about John the Baptist, again, I said this on last time, there is this group of people who were making John something as, as if it relates to like a denomination. You know, I follow John, you know, uh, I'm a Johanian, you know what I mean? It's something like that where, uh, and John, who writes the gospel, is trying to get them to see, no, get your mind off of John the Baptist, you know, get your mind off of him. He made sure to make everyone know that he's not the Christ, the anointed one. He's not Jesus. He's not the one that's going to come die for us. So, uh, so let's look. John answered them, I baptize water, but one among you stands, you do not know. Even he who comes after me, watch this, the strap of whose sandal I'm not worthy to untie. Verse 28, it says, these things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. Okay, so now. We, we have John, uh, and, and so John has made this clear. And so uh, I have a few more minutes here, and we're going we're gonna to go through. And so now we go from John's testimony until now John is going to see Jesus walking. And this is in verse uh, 29. And so, and I won't even read the whole thing. We'll just go through it, okay? And so when he sees Jesus walking, John, remember his cousin. Remember, he's the forerunner. Remember, John says, Jesus is, hey, I'm not him. As a matter of fact, I'm not close to him. I can't even tie his shoes. He said, I'm not worthy, you know, to even do that. But look what John says when he sees Jesus. It says, verse 29, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Look at that. That's powerful. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Here it is. So now when we look at this, he sees Jesus coming and he says, behold, the lamb. See, now we got to get that. The lamb is very significant because when he talks about a lamb, when you go back to Leviticus in the Old Testament, wherever there was sin, there needed to be shed blood. Okay. The Bible says also in the book of Romans, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So watch this. So whenever there was sin to cover that sin, or to make that sin right, or there would be the slaying of a lamb. And that blood would have to be spilled 
for the forgiveness of sin. Watch this. So when John, see, see, this is more significant than you just read that, right? You just right? behold the Lamb of God. You know, we've heard the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God. But really, when we look at the Lamb of God, it has a very deep meaning. That means that Jesus will be slain. His blood will be spilled for the sin of the world. And so when John points out, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, he doesn't just say, okay, I'm going to take away the sin of the world. No, no, no. It is a gruesome act. It is a painful act. There has to be death. There has to be a spilling of blood. And so when John says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, this is why the world, the Bible says he came to the world and they did not they did not receive him in john earlier in john one and so what how hurtful is that when he dies on a cross he's going to die on a cross for us spill his blood for the world and the world won't even recognize it isn't that powerful but our god who knew the world would do what they did anyway but he did it anyway he he died for us anyway he spilled his blood anyway as the lamb of god who will take away the sin of the world verse 30 this is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. Even though it looks like uh, Elizabeth had her baby first, you know, John is saying, but no, don't get it twisted. You know, Jesus was here from eternity, eternity past. God just used Mary to, uh, that he would uh, be an, in the image of God walking in the flesh, but Jesus was always here. He was not ever, he was not ever not here. You know, I don't even know if I said that right, but you know what I mean. So uh, verse number 30, 31, I'm sorry. He says, I myself did not know him, but for this purpose, I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. Let's read it again. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose, I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. Y'all see that? I told you that before, that John knew him. He knew who he was representing, but he didn't really know who he was, you know? And so this is a revelation of John. John says, behold, the Lamb of God. When he says, behold, behold, it's that King James, uh, it says, look, take a look. Take a look at this. This is the one who's going to take away the sin of the world. This is the Lamb. This is the Lamb of God, okay? And so verse 32, it says, and John bore witness. Okay, I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. So now John, who is the baptizer, uh, listen to this, you know, John will baptize Jesus, you know, so, so, and listen to this. So this is a powerful moment, you know, this is a powerful moment right here, because when Jesus baptized, when Jesus is baptized by John, we see the Trinity in action. We see the Father, we see the Son, Jesus, who's being baptized, but then we see God, the Holy Spirit, who ascended on him. And watch this. So when it says this, it says, uh, it says when Jesus was baptized, it says the Father makes a comment from heaven. He says, this is my beloved, you know, you always think God has a deep voice, right? This is my beloved son, you know, and whom I'm well pleased. You know, you would never think about Jesus with a high, I mean, God with a high pitch voice, like, this is my beloved son, who I'm well, no. If you think about, like, this is my beloved son, who I'm well pleased, okay? And so you have the son who's come, who comes out of the water. He's being baptized by John the Baptist. And then the Bible talks about the dove, the dove of the Holy Spirit, the significance of the Holy Spirit descending on him. Okay, so watch this. So he says, I myself did not know him, but he uh, who sent me to baptize with water said to me, so now this is how he knows that it's Jesus. Look at what he says. The one, he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he 
on whom you see the spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So that's what John was looking for. So John didn't really know that Jesus was the Messiah until he saw the spirit descend on him and then remain on him. You got to get that, okay? And so uh, last verse right here, you know, and it says, and I have seen and have borne witness that this is, this is it right here, the son of God. He said, listen, when I saw the spirit, the one who sent me to baptize, talking about God, you know, the father, the, the son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, uh, he said, I was sent to baptize. And so the one who sent me to baptize, who told me to do these baptisms, he said, the one who you baptize that you see the Holy Spirit, the, 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 the dove descend on him and continue. He said, that's the one right there. And so John is the witness. He's saying now, look, when he ends this verse, right, the last verse in verse number 34, he says, I have seen and have bore witness that this is the son of God. What is he saying? He's saying, just like God told me that that, that dove would descend on him. He said, I saw it. And this is him right here. And he's talking about Jesus. So every person that wants to deny who Jesus is, every person who wants to say that he's not who he is and he was just a great teacher, John said, no, 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 no. John said, no, nope, this is the son of God. This is him. And so uh, I just want to encourage you to know this without a shadow of a doubt, that Jesus is the son of God. He is who he said he is. He is the one who empowers us. He died for us. He spilled his blood, as John said, that behold, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I just want you to hear that, that Jesus is the Lord, the good shepherd. And so I want to take this time and I just want to pray for you as you receive this, as you receive this message, because we receive this message not just for nothing. No, you receive this message that you can share this message, that people will know who Jesus is and that they would have life and have life more abundantly, as John chapter 10 says. And so, man, I'm excited to go further in this study. And uh, Frankia, uh, uh, she sends her love as well as uh, we are we are in Waco at a conference, but we did not want to miss the opportunity to share the word. She set all this up that, it, that this could be done. And so she sends her love. Listen, I love you, but most of all, God loves you. And so as you watch this video, uh, and, and then I want you to pray with us now, and I want to pray for you that you're empowered by the, by, by the Holy Spirit, and that you can make a difference with this same message that John had. You can make a difference in your home, in your community, on your job, uh, in, your, in your city, in your state. I want you to make a difference for God and be different for God, right? So you can't just live like everybody else. But because I've been touched by Jesus and the Spirit of God and God the Father, the, 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 whole, the, the, the Trinity is working in my life, I got to be different. So let me pray for this. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for uh, the writings of your scripture, Father. And so, Father, what a holy moment that we can understand who Jesus is even better. We understand uh, John's testimony about Jesus. And Father, let this same testimony be on our heart, God, that we understand that Jesus is so high. You know, Lord, even though he calls us friend, Lord, we're not worthy of that. Only because he has redeemed us by his own blood 
And because of that, he is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. He's taken the sin, but we just have to claim him now. And so, Father, I just pray that you will give us, go, go church, you will give us the power to help other people know who Jesus is. And Lord, that they would know, God, that the sin has been taken away. And we are in him, we're perfect. Not that we're perfect in our doings, but we're perfect in his doing. <laughs> that good? Father, thank you for that. And so, Father, I pray for every one of the Go fam, Lord, that their lives are well, that their families well. I pray for them on their jobs. I pray for them for strength, uh, mental health. God, every single thing that every person on this call need, I pray that you will meet them at that point of need. Father, we love you. We thank you. In the name above every name, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Until Sunday, uh, 10 o'clock, you'll be getting an invite. Uh, we're going to have home worship again. You guys are ready, so we're not going to say no. We're going to say let's go. So, hey, we love you. Frankie is right here with me, uh, but God loves you most. God bless you. We'll see you soon.